2012 on radio.org.au. My brothers and sisters in Christ, we are here in this magnificent cathedral which has been built to the glory of God. We've come here tonight to a place that is a holy place. There's a place where the Lord dwells, where the Lord is constantly present in the tabernacle. We're coming before the Lord tonight, and the Lord comes to us as we seek to come to him. It's worth thinking about what happens when we pray, as tonight indeed we will pray, and we'll have a chance to enter deeply into prayer before the Blessed Sacrament, to contemplate the face of Christ, as we've been urged to do during this year of grace by the Australian bishops. What does indeed happen to us when we pray? There are definitions of prayer. We often, I remember learning when I was a young boy that prayer is a lifting up of the mind to God and we do indeed turn our minds towards God every time we pray but I've always been drawn to the idea that when we pray the principal thing we do is we open our hearts it might be worth just taking a moment think what does indeed happen in me when I pray how would I describe prayer and the, and the act of prayer? When we come before the Lord, as we do tonight, do we simply find that as we enter into prayer, that indeed something quite profound happens within us? We find ourselves wanting to open up open up ourselves, open up the deepest recesses of ourselves before God. When we come before God, we're conscious that, that God sees deeply into us. He knows us intimately. And so immediately we have no sense of wanting to put up a mask or somehow try to to shade the reality of ourselves because we know that God sees in the very depths of our being. We know that God sees us exactly as we are. And when we pray, it's also true that we take a moment to contemplate who God is. And perhaps tonight we could contemplate this question of, of God's, the reality of God, God's holiness, God's otherness. And indeed, when you enter deeply into prayer, we realise how great and magnificent God is and how small and insignificant we are. When we pray, we're drawn to realise the immensity of God. The God dwelling in majesty and glory and splendour. 
the God surrounded by the angels who worship him day and night, crying out, Holy, 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 Lord God of hosts. We can picture that sense of heaven where the angels and the saints surround the throne of God. They are filled with wonder as they behold his glory. So perhaps we pray when we reflect upon who it is that we are praying to, we can be drawn to appreciate the holiness of God. But we also know God in other ways, don't we? We know God as he has been revealed to us in our Lord Jesus Christ, who is, yes, all holy, seated now at the right hand of the Father, but who, as Jesus of Nazareth, revealed the compassionate heart of God towards us. And as we reflect upon the, the, the life, the ministry of our Lord Jesus, we see coming from the heart of Jesus a profound, deeply personal love for every single human being. We see the hands stretched out to bring healing. We see words expressing comfort. We see him aligning himself with those who are suffering, those who are struggling, those who are in darkness. He comes alongside. He is approachable. He is one to whom we can turn and we know that even though God is all holy and all magnificent, we also know revealed to us in Jesus Christ is a God who is so close, a God who is so approachable, a God who waits for us and is ready to receive us. We come before Jesus as we will tonight who is the shepherd of our souls. And what is our deepest prayer? What is the essence of our prayer? Perhaps when we do reflect upon the nature of God, we do become more conscious of our own smallness, of our poverty, of our frailty, and perhaps particularly of our need. When we come before God and open our hearts to him, where we dwell in his presence, do we find welling up within us that deep sense of the needs that, carry, that we carry in our hearts? Maybe needs we can never express to any other living person, but needs that we sense so acutely because we have touched the very depths of our being and we know our immense poverty and our immense weakness. So when we come before God in prayer, we open up ourselves and out of the depths of our being comes a cry, a cry for help, assistance, for guidance, for wisdom, for healing, for comfort, for reassurance. Perhaps there's a prayer that particularly in the end captures 
what is within us. It's a prayer that's given to us in St Luke's Gospel and the story, the parable the Lord tells about the two people who came into the temple. The Pharisee and the publican. The Pharisee came in proud, full of himself. The publican, we're told by St Luke, stayed down the very back of the synagogue. Here we can imagine him behind one of these pillars, the very back of this cathedral. We're told he didn't even dare to look up. He beat his breast. And the only prayer he could pray, the only prayer that truly expressed, expressed the reality of his life, was a prayer, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And the Lord said, this is the acceptable prayer. And isn't it the acceptable prayer? Because first he expresses the deep truth about ourselves, about each one of us. When we do come before God, and when we look into our own hearts and into our own lives, we realise the reality of our sinfulness, of our unworthiness. And we find that all we can say is, be merciful to me, Lord. Forgive me. We know the reality of our prayer. Why is this acceptable prayer? Not just because it reveals the truth about ourselves, but it becomes that moment whereby we so open ourselves to God that he is able to pour forth and, if you like, open the floodgates of his mercy. God desires to be merciful. God desires to heal. God desires to forgive. And he waits for that person to come before him and so open their hearts in honesty, in trust, in surrender, that God can come. His mercy can flow. That his forgiveness can be granted. Because this is what the heart of God is for each one of us. God's immense, personal, intimate love that he has for each one of us. And he longs to forge a deep and profound union between himself and each one of us. He loves us. And love longs to be united with the beloved. God longs to be united with us. We are his beloved sons and daughters. He loves us in a way that we could never imagine or comprehend. And he wants to pour that love into our hearts. He wants to visit us, to renew and refresh our spirits and draw us set free from sin, 
and set free from those dark forces that would draw us away from him. You know, at Mass, when we come up to the altar, we Catholics say that we receive Holy Communion. Have you ever thought about those words? Holy Communion. In those moments when the priest holds the body of Christ before us and says, body of Christ, and we say, Amen. We receive the Eucharistic bread, the body of Christ. At that moment, there is a Holy Communion. A communion between the Holy God who wants to come into the very depths of our being, who wants to come as an act of perfect love to each one of us. God longs for us to live in a holy communion with him. Not only at those sacramental moments, but always as we find ourselves being drawn by his love into a deeper and more intimate relationship with him. How God desires, how God desires that we would know the depths of his love and live in the shadow of his love. The Lord invites us tonight to contemplate him in the Blessed Sacrament, to contemplate the face of Christ revealed in these icons, but revealed in a particular way when we gaze upon the Eucharist. There is love. There is a gift of Christ to us. There is a bread of eternal life. This is the one who says, he who lives in me and I will live in him. Let us tonight enter more deeply into that communion between ourselves and our risen Lord Jesus Christ. And let us, through that communion, as a result of tasting the love of God for us, desire to be reconciled, desire to be cleansed and purified, desire to lay before the Lord all our sin, all our frailty, all our weakness, to come to him and say, Lord, I stand before you as a sinner, be merciful to me, and allow the grace of God the grace of forgiveness to flow upon our souls that we will be purified we'll be cleansed we'll be set free and we will live in deeper richer union with our Lord Jesus Christ radio.org.au